Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This truck needs a half tank. These wheels need a two-lane. This radio needs three songs to play to get me across town to you. That dress needs to slip off. That hair needs to come down. Friday nights need to do what Friday nights need to do. That's the truth. Yeah, birds need bees and ice needs whiskey. Boys like me need girls like you to kiss me. And the dark meets nitty gritty Under that pale moon Sweet tea needs that sugar stirring Small town nights need both fence burning Shades need drawing Hearts need falling Boots need knocking Knocking boots Knocking boots Me
Burlington Raceway, tradition comes alive. And Earnhardt will win his second Southern 500. 70 years of racing at the track too tough to tame. His sixth victory at the Darlington Raceway in South Carolina, Jeff Gordon will win. Come celebrate the 90s with us at Darlington Raceway on Labor Day weekend. To purchase tickets, call 866-459-RACE or visit DarlingtonRaceway.com. South Carolina, just right. I'm Matt DiBenedetto, driver of the number 95 Procore Toyota Camry, and you're listening to The Pit Stop with Tim Despain. from the man cave here in Talladega, Alabama. I'm Tim Despain, Stephen Wilson, SpeedwayDigest.com. It's evening off. The way the crow flies, I'm approximately eight miles south of this 2.66-mile monster we call Talladega Super Speedway. And y'all need to come on down. It's October. Uh, Russell Blanham and Grant Lynch and a bunch out there, they're doing that $50 million renovation area. It's called Transformation Dega to the infield. Um, going to be really really nice you need to come on down and check that out russell and, and and his bunch out there they do a really great job I'll let you know the number to call in is 215-383-3681 again i'm tim Spain coming up here at uh 15 after the hour we've got my good friend spencer boyd made his monster energy nascar cup series debut there at michigan international speedway and he pulled double duty there he also ran his a uh, truck there and for Young's Young's Motorsports, uh, I want to talk to him about about his first uh, his first outage there, at at uh, in in the Cup race. But again, uh, the next race finish series they were in action at Mid Ohio this past weekend, and again, like I said, the trucks and the Cup they were in action there at Michigan International Speedway. And before we bring uh, Spencer on here, whenever it's time for him to come on, let's go ahead and listen to a little bit about. Uh, Austin Hill got his second win there. Austin Hill and Scott Zipadelli and Shia Katari there in the media center at Michigan International Speedway. I'll go ahead with our post-race media availabilities. We're now joined by members of our race-winning team. We have driver of the number 16 truck for Hattori Racing, crew chief Scott Zipadelli and owner Shiki Hattori. Austin, we'll go ahead and, and start with you. Can you take us through through your race? <laughs> well, uh kind of an up and down race for us um we were having a little issue on pit stops and um kept kind of falling back on restarts and uh then i ended up speeding on pit road and man just one thing kept happening and um another and um i kind of didn't think we were going to get back up there um it was kind of hard to pass but uh after a few laps and we got tired the tires got worn um we had really good speed and we could actually wrap the bottom really well and clear the guys uh, clear the guys uh, coming off the corner pretty easy. So I can't thank Scott and these guys enough. Uh, man, they've, they've worked their tails off. Um, this is a brand-new truck, so uh, first race on it, so we're one-for-one one with it. So uh, that feels really good. And can't thank Hino and Ison and United Reynolds and everybody on board. Uh, Toyota Tundra was fast. So just can't thank everybody enough for uh, all their support. Awesome. We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. We'll start over here to the left with Claire. 
Claire B. Lang, Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio. Uh, this this race today, being a cutoff race, and everybody, you know, th- th- needed to get in with a win, was it much more up on the wheel, and do you feel even more accomplished having won this one as much was on the line today for a lot of people? Well, I mean, uh, when we were coming in the, this race, um, I mean, Every race, your number one goal is to win, obviously. But uh, man, we really wanted to win this one just because we've we've been in a slump. We've uh, just keep having issues and just keep having stuff happen on the racetrack. And um, so we've had a rough go at it, and it was, it was really good to get the monkey off our back. So I feel like we should have won by now um, again, uh, other than just Daytona. So it feels really good ending the regular series playoff deal um, with a win. It just gives our team a a ton of confidence going forward, especially with the rough go that we've had, like I said. So uh, it's really nice to have the, our monkey off our back. And, um, you know, going into Bristol, we're going to have a ton of uh, confidence and motivation. We're going to come down here to Bob and then in the back to Wolfgang. Um, Bob Parker's Fox Sports. Scott, is the playbook the same going for the, this playoffs as it was last year, or do you have to do anything, feel like you have to do anything preparation-wise or strategy-wise differently? Um, <clears throat> a little bit different, but um, not much. We've been working really hard uh, to build this this new truck to come here, um, and it's it's proved that it's a definitely a better piece. Um, we've been working on our rest of our equipment the, le- the last month to prepare for Bristol and any other ones, but it's just yeah, it is a little bit different. But I don't know that there's a whole lot you can change because you have to go to every every week and try to win. So. You know, we're going to get out of here and uh, work really hard for Bristol and, and try to get as many points as we can there and try to go win the road course um, and just keep kicking the ball down the road and try not to look too, too far forward so we, we don't focus on what's right in front of us. But um, like Austin said, this is a big a big uh, relief for us as a group uh, to get in victory lane again this way in this fashion. Um, truck was fast. He did an amazing job. Um, so, you know, we're we're going to go for championship number two. We'll go to Wolfgang and then in the back to the right. First of all, congratulations to all of you. Uh, questions for Scott. Um, Austin said after the race and also right now a minute ago, it's a, it's a brand new truck. Was or is there not a risk when you go with an unproven equipment with a new car into a race instead of taking a truck which has already raced? You know what the truck is will do and behave. Well, it's, I mean, eventually you have to race it. Uh, it's kind of like you buy a new pair of running shoes and, you know, you just put them on and you're either going to like them or you're not. Um, we, you know, being a small organization, we have our hands on every part. Uh, so we, we've made some calculated risks with this truck uh, in the direction we've been going for the past two years. And it's, uh, it's a little bit different, but I, I didn't feel like it was going to be a, um, you know, a negative uh in our arsenal, so um, this is the place you want to go. You want to go win Michigan. This is a big place um, for all of our manufacturers, and for for us to win Michigan with a Toyota Tundra to me is is it means a lot, and I know it means a lot for our uh, for our support. We're gonna go over here to the right. This is like broadcasting, Eddie Fury. Uh, awesome. We talked yesterday morning on our radio morning show. You felt really at ease. You really didn't feel too nervous. In fact, you felt really confident about racing on this track. You said you like this track. What was it about the conditions today about this track that those small time frame for you make that adjustment? What was it about the track today that made, made your race so fast today? Uh, well, I just I think it just helped having a really fast truck. Um, 
a lot of guys, they couldn't really maneuver around the racetrack. They had to stay in the middle, um, even the third lane, to, to really keep going. And uh, like I said before, once we got some uh, laps on the tires and we kind of got five, six, seven, eight, eight laps into a run, um, our truck just came to life. We, we could hold our own with the guys on a restart, um, but, man, after, after six, seven laps, uh, we could really start working the bottom really good. And anytime I'd have a huge run down the straightaway, I could get up beside their quarter panel and side draft them and, and clear them before the center of the corner. Uh, so that was really big. I was able to really attack the corner on the bottom, and a lot of people, they were getting loose or getting tight when they would try to do that, and they couldn't quite compete, complete the pass. So, um, you know, early in the race, uh, you know, we fell back, but I was just kind of testing out the waters with it being early in the race. I wanted to see what my truck could do early in the run and, and middle ways through the run, and um, I think that kind of helped me going forward throughout the race, um, kind of playing around uh, with strategy and, and you know, the runs I was getting and stuff like that to see what I would could do at the end of the race. And I think that, that ultimately, ultimately is what kind of helped us drive back through the field uh, late in the run. We're going to go in the back to Taylor and then over to Chris. Austin, uh, Taylor DeSormo with MLive.com. Uh, after watching the crash on the previous restart, knowing the fuel mileage was tight and a lot of guys were uh, trying to make a last-ditch effort to get in the playoffs, what were your thoughts and nerves going into that last restart? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing was just don't spin the tires and, uh, you know, get a good restart. Uh, I knew the 18 was going to be pretty desperate to try to get a win, so I knew he was going to be push, push me really hard out back. And he gave me an awesome push to clear the 24 or whoever it was that restarted beside us. And, uh, you know, once we cleared them and I heard that they were, you know, three wide out back, uh, I just knew I needed to hit my marks and that, you know, they probably wasn't, able, wasn't going to be able to drive back to us, uh, especially when I heard that they were, like, five back. So, you know, I just I tried to hit my marks the best I could the last two laps, and um, you know, luckily enough, they didn't straighten out and uh, get a big run down the back stretch uh, enough to get to us. So, but like I said, all in all, I mean, it, it was such a great effort uh, from our team, especially at being a brand new truck and uh, being able to wrap the bottom like we were all day. Uh, definitely showed how good that truck was. We'll come down here to Chris. Chris Ninecatcher.com. Congratulations, you guys. Shiggy, uh, long flight from Japan this week to get to, to Michigan. So obviously it was worth it to make the flight. But how important was this win for your sponsors? And, you know, you work tirelessly and go across the country three or four times a year. Uh, how, how important is this win now? Well, it's huge. Uh, we, we have, you know, icing sponsor here. And then, yeah, honestly speaking, I was so sleepy doing the race, <laughs> but now really wake up and so uh, yeah, this old team win. Uh, Scott built a good truck and uh, Austin did great job, and um, it's all team sport and uh, so it's good. This this guy's amazing. I just want to add something. This guy right here, he just brought up. He just flew from Japan all night long, yesterday. Popped in. Was here all day with us yesterday, back here early this morning. Works tirelessly like anybody I've ever worked for before. And is, is a perfect gentleman and always been to all of this, all of our entire group. And, uh, you know, leadership starts at the top. This man gives us the opportunity to, to do what we do and never second guess decisions. And I want to thank you in front of all these, all of our peers and give you the credit of allowing us to do this and putting this team together because it starts at the top. Between you and Mike Ricci, um, we've been able to, to build an amazing team. And 
Now Austin's the, the latest addition to this group, and um, that's my story about Shiggy, but it's a pretty amazing guy. Month or so, how confident are you guys that the problems are behind you guys, and what damage can you guys do in the playoffs? Um, you know, the, the things that we've had going on are really things we could put our finger on, you know. Uh, just part failures, new part failures. Um, and the only thing we could do as a group is, is continue to, to work hard and put our heads down and make sure we didn't overlook something, uh, keep the keep the morale as, as upbeat, um, and don't try to change the atmosphere and, and beat the guys down. And, um, and, and the boys just do an amazing job. We, we all... I, just, I really can't explain. It's it's probably the second time in my whole racing career that that I've had a group of guys that uh, we enjoy each other so much, and and everybody does an amazing job. And I think that gets us through the the humps, you know. Uh, you know, going forward, all we can do is make sure all of our our equipment is to the to the specs that we think it is, and and uh, you know, you can't you can't worry about what ifs. You just got to do your job and. And today it all worked out. And listeners, that was uh, Austin Hill there in the media center with Scott Zipdelli, his crew chief, and Shigatari there after he won the race there at Michigan International Speedway and NASCAR again at Door Truck Series. At this time, I want to go ahead and bring on my good friend, done double duty this weekend with his truck for Young Motorsports and also jumped in a cup car. I want to hear a lot about what he is. So let's bring on my good friend. Uh, Mr. Spencer Boy in the pit stop with Tim Spain and Stephen Wilson, where Stephen's absent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Spencer Boyd, ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good, Spencer. Thanks again for taking time out to call on, to call in because you've had a busy schedule. You pulled your first double duty, and I know we want to talk about the the uh, the uh, cup side of it, but let's talk about the truck side of it. You uh you uh, started 27th there at uh, Michigan, and you brought the truck home there for Young Motorsports 22nd. Did you run up there, you know, NASCAR put that PJ1 down there and one and two and three and four. Did, did you ever venture up? I guess I'm asking 400 questions in one, brother. I'm sorry. But uh, talk a little bit about the truck and how everything and how everything went there at Michigan. And did you did you actually go up in the PJ1? A lot of drivers did. Yeah. Um, I In the truck, I never got all four tires up in the PJ1. Um, you could see, like, Ross was going up there. Moffitt was going up there. But. Uh, most of us were just entering with the right side uh, in the PJ1, kind of drift down to the middle, and then let it come back up and, and go through the PJ1 with the right sides on the exit. So for me, it was really loose on entry, um, being all four tires in the PJ1. So I just tried that, you know, every 10, 15, 20 laps to see if it was getting worked in and just kept having the same outcome, you know, having to get out of the throttle. Uh, just getting too free. So for me, the best lane was to enter a little high and then just stay a car length off the bottom, try and keep that momentum up. And Spencer, you've, uh, you know, you've run probably about ever 
track on the sanctioned body circuit now. Uh, you know, my, my home track here, Talladega Super Speedway in Daytona, they're the two super speedways. But Michigan International Speedway has become one of the super speedways also. But they got them long sweeping turns. Is is Michigan a lot different to drive? Do you have to have handling there for your truck or for your cup car at Michigan other than here at Talladega or Daytona? Yeah, I think uh, the more error-dependent everything becomes, the more handling is important. Um, it's just there's not a lot of forgiveness in the suspension when uh, you're so compressed and everything's so rigid. So um, handling's important. I definitely say handling's more important at Michigan than Daytona and Talladega. Naturally, the banking helps, and you can run side-by-side at a cheaper speedway pretty, you know, I'm not going to say easy because it's a whole lot easier by yourself than it is side-by-side, but at Michigan – to keep the momentum up and run such a high speed, you need to use the whole racetrack. You know, um, you really can't be side by side. So that makes it tough. And when you're racing and you're trying to stay in the pack, you see people kind of maybe drag the brake or get back in line because it's a whole lot faster single file than it is doubled up. Uh, so that's what I noticed at Michigan. Um, it, it's not quite racing like a super speedway, but you do get those similar like surges. And when you're right behind someone and it just, You'll get all of a sudden RPMs go up and you got a huge surge and uh, you're looking to, you know, slide, go underneath and slide up in front of them coming off the corner. And Central moving right along. You made your Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series debut this weekend also at Michigan for uh, Rick Ware racing there. Talk a little bit about that. I know you had some unfortunate luck. Suzanne and I, we were watching the TV and we seen when you cut down the right front and, you know, I was like, dead. I mean, you know, but but still, you made it, brother. You made it to the top tier series and run a NASCAR, a Monster Engine NASCAR Cup Series car there for Rick Ware Racing. Can you talk a little bit about how the difference uh, that the truck is versus the Cup car, and is it a, is it a lot to get acclimated to, Spencer? Yeah, I mean, just the schedule alone, doing both, pretty crazy. Uh, Kyle Busch, Ross Chastain, they make it look pretty easy. Um, logistically, there's just so many things to do and be. And the Cup Series, you get your practice, one practice, a short one, and then you go qualify. Uh, and in between that, I had two practices in my truck, and then we qualified the truck the next day. So um, for me, the opportunity to run two practices before qualifying is always huge. Uh, whereas in the cup car, it was just one. So I had 10 laps of practice before qualifying in my first cup race. And uh, obviously driving for a small team, a little underfunded, um, it was an opportunity. And at some point you, you have to take it. And, you know, I've been obviously dreaming of being in the cup series for a long time. So uh, the opportunity to make a start, um, obviously Michigan is a big racetrack. So um, I was a little nervous about that as far as, you know, hey, how am I going to learn these cars? You know, I see that there's only one practice before qualifying. You know, what's our objective? And unfortunately, we got tore up there, but I learned a lot. We made it well over halfway through the race, so that was good to really run some laps and get a lot of green flag pit stops and uh, work with the dash. And there's just so many differences. The cup car, uh, you ran way up closer to the PJ1. Um, you were closer to wide open for sure. Uh, the drafting was even more important. And the cars are so rigid, uh, you almost like drive into the corner and the corner just picks up the banking and then you turn into the corner. It's not, you don't have to turn the wheel near as much in a cup car as you do the truck. So those are some of the big 
changes that I noticed. Um, obviously, having the low horsepower package in the cup car, uh, when the debut started being talked about, I'm like, hey, this is a good deal. You know, 450 horsepower, a lot less than it used to be. Uh, big rear spoiler. Like, maybe this would be more similar to the truck. And I'm not going to say it's crazy different, but there's definitely a difference. And racing side-by-side side in the car um, was a lot more sketchy than the truck. And, Spencer, you mentioned there that, you know, you didn't make it to the end there. Sorry about that, brother, because we was all pulling for you. Yeah. All my friends here in Tyler was pulling for, for Spencer. But, like I mentioned, you cut down the right front. Did Goodyear look at the tire? Did you run over something, or did you know, or was it a camber issue, Spencer? Can you let our listeners know that? Yeah, um, really, it, it's hard to say what happened there. Um, it just happened all at once. You know, I was running around really smooth and just making time when I could and staying out of the way of the leaders when they come by, you know, racing hard and um, just went in there, and, and that happened just as soon as I turned into the corner. So it's tough to say if there was something up there or not um once you slide and everything's flat spotted and the cords are showing and um you know it's tough to figure out what exactly happened but uh really unfortunate to to tear up a car especially in your debut you want to finish um we had a great partner on board one of rick Ware's partners uh the acquire app um and then one of my longtime partners 1a auto auto parts online retailer um they've been with me all year on the truck and uh they they helped me out there for my cup debut and Everything looked good on TV. The slide looked really cool all the way to the point of impact. So uh, that was a tough deal, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, my parents drove all the way from North Carolina to Michigan to be there for my debut, and um, it was really exciting and emotional at the same time. You know, you always dream of, of driving for a big team, but you also go, man, I'm you know one of 38 guys out here today. This is pretty special. You made it, brother. Exactly. Just like uh... – you know, I'm friends with your dad there, and I've seen all the uh, posts. And uh, like I said, everybody here at Talladega, everybody fan, uh, fans of the Pit Stop Radio, they're so proud of you, Spencer. And, Spencer, let's move right on along because I know your time is limited. We're going to Bristol, and you're probably getting ready to, to leave. We're going to the uh, the last great Coliseum. Trucks is going to run Thursday night, Thursday night race. Uh, can you let everybody know exactly what your expectations is of Bristol Motor Speedway there, bro? Yeah, you know, it's all about uh, being smart and getting out of there clean. You know, there's so much that goes on at Bristol. Um, you know, you want to get through there, uh, stay out of trouble. Uh, when something happens on the racetrack, it's hard to hide. It's hard to get away from it. So you got to be on your toes. Spotters got to be uh, up on the wheel and, and really helping guide you through that. So uh, track positions, everything. You need to stay in the front half of the field and, and stay away from the people that tend to wreck more often than others. So um, you want to be conscious of who you're racing around. And uh, the PJ1, I know in the K&N race and the Xfinity race last year, that was everything. So you had to be able to get the car or this time truck turned into the corner, and you had to be wrapping that PJ1 around the bottom. Um, I know in the Xfinity car it kind of moved up a little bit, but that's kind of the Larson line, the Christopher Bell line. Um, most of us are, are staying down there on the bottom just trying to make hay where we can. And Spencer, my final question before we let you jump out of here, I, and I'll let you thank all, all your sponsors and and uh, everybody. Sort of let our listeners know just how fast you you run the Xfinity Series last year there at Bristol Motor Speedway. It's a fifteen second lap. Suzanne and I we've been there on multiple occasions, and I remember sitting up in the stands with Suzanne, and Suzanne said, 
Tim, it looks like a bunch of Skittles going around a toilet bowl. And when you when you lose <laughs> the loser, when you lose the the winner, Spencer, it's sort of hard to find out where that is. But look, there's just no just how fast a lap goes around that place. You don't have time to take a break or nothing, do you, bro? No, you're turning the whole time, and you're working hard, and there's mad banking. It's it's a really cool feeling. Uh, last year, I ran two Xfinity races, and uh, there's a video of me walking into Bristol. I'd never even been there, never seen a race there in person. Uh, so uh, you can see in my eyes when uh, Josh and I walked up at Bristol for the first time, and he was videoing. I was just like, holy cow, this is a coliseum. This is crazy. Um, so I was really jacked up to go there and race. And uh, the first race there, we had a solid day. Second race there, we got caught up in a wreck with Vinnie Miller, and, and that was a tough deal. But um, like I said, that place is a lot of fun. It's really fast, like you said. Uh, it's easy to hold your breath. Uh, I think that's what every cup driver told me uh, when I was talking to him about making my debut, you know, at first time ever at Bristol and, and talking about what to expect. And they're like, remember, you got to breathe, um, you know, these corners you don't get to take a break in them. So going down the straightaway, you know, catch your breath and, and get ready. So it's Dover on steroids is what I say. That's, that's exactly right, Spencer. And again, I want to thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you're trying to get everything ready and go up there to, to Bristol, but Spencer, before we let you go, uh, we want to let you let it, let it, let all listeners know where they can follow you in on social media and any sponsors that you want to thank. You got you got this time to thank all your sponsors too, brother. Well, guys, uh, as always, I appreciate you letting me chat here and talk about things, and uh, it's really cool to get to chat with you guys about my cup debut and uh, appreciate all the support back there in Dega and looking forward to getting back to Dega for sure. But I wouldn't be racing without my great partners, uh, 1A Auto, online auto parts retailer. You got to check them out. Tons of how-to videos on YouTube. If you're not uh, comfortable uh, making your own auto repair, they'll help get you through it. Uh, for my cup debut, Acquire app was uh, a big part of that. And longtime partners, Kick-Ass Beef Jerky, Console Vault, DLX Mattress, uh, the Hunting Buddy app. Uh, just so many people helped me out. We've had some new ones this year with uh, Main and Tail and longtime partner Black Ice coming on board again. So uh, it's been a lot of fun and uh, just enjoying it. Happy to be in NASCAR another season. And uh, thanks to all you fans uh, tuning in and actually caring about NASCAR and uh, sticking with us. Thanks, Spencer. And let, let everyone know too. You do a uh, you do a podcast on Speedway Digest Radio Network. You and P, uh, you and Josh, the PR guy, y'all do it every Monday evening. Plus, y'all do the Facebook Live. Yeah, man, we uh, we do that uh, 8 p.m. Eastern every Monday. Uh, tune in, my uh, PR guy Josh and I were real good buddies, and uh, that really turned into something that's been a lot of fun. Uh, just talking about racing, talking about what I got going on, uh, his perspective of the race weekend. Uh, it's just it's a lot of fun, you know, participating in the truck series and kind of having a bird's eye view. And then, uh, you know, all of our friends in the Xfinity and Cup Race. So tune in, check us out. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Spencer Boyd Racing Fan Page, Twitter at Spencer Boyd, and Instagram at Spencer Boyd PR. Spencer, thank you very much for taking time to come on our show tonight. And uh, I want to thank Josh for getting you on here. And again, congratulations on your Cup debut and good luck in the rest of the season and if you have another cup debut and all that stuff but again good luck this weekend at bristol and we'll we'll, we'll be watching thank you very much spencer we'll talk to you later brother i know i'll see you in talladega truck right that's right i'll see you boys there 
Uh, appreciate everything, and uh, thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thanks, Spencer. We'll talk to you later, brother. Yes, sir. Spencer Boyd there, driver of the number 20 there for Young's Motorsports in the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series, and also made his cup debut there with Rick Ware racing at Michigan International Raceway. Let's go ahead and take a little quick break. Uh, like I said, uh, I'm Tim Despain. Stephen Wilson has evening off. My darling wife, Suzanne's man in the phone lines. We're going to take a little quick break. We'll be right back after this quick song. Uh, I'm Tim Despain, live in Talladega.
to start the playoffs here at Las Vegas Motor Speedway in the South Point 400. Night, light, and the fight for the NASCAR championship. Battle for the lead at Vegas, door to door. September 13th through 15th. Harvick to the point now, midway through three and four. Tickets are going fast at LVMS.com. Truex trying to make a pass. Or call 800-644-4444 for the South Point 400 night race weekend. Kyle Busch make contact with the wall here at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. This is NASCAR driver Brad Keselowski, and you're listening to the Pit Stop Radio. I'm back live from Talladega, Alabama. Again, I'm Tim Despain. SpeedwayDigest.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson heads the evening off. We just got through talking to uh, Spencer Board, made his cup debut there at Michigan International Speedway with uh, Rick Ware Racing. Good interview there. You can check it out on uh, on your iPhone on the podcast and everything else. Uh, you can go to the website, uh, pitstopradio.net, and you can re-listen to everything. But I want to go ahead and bring on uh, – I'm not going to bring nobody on. I want to go ahead and talk about – we were talking about uh, Austin Hill went in there at uh, Michigan International Speedway. It's got some daily crew chief signatory there. I want to. I want y'all to listen to uh, Austin Cendrick. He got his second win in the NASCAR finish series there at Mid-Ohio. Let's listen to what Austin had to say in the media center there at Mid-Ohio Sports Car, of course. We are joined with the race-winning team, driver Austin Sindrick and crew chief Brian Wilson of the 22 NASCAR Xfinity Series Team Penske Ford. And uh, Brian, we'll open up to you, obviously. Setting up for a road course is pretty challenging. What was, what was your view from the pit box? Um, yeah, setting up for road courses is challenging, but uh, we're very fortunate at Team Penske. We've got a really good notebook, a long history of having good setups. And then having a guy like Austin come in, you can, you know, obviously go off of his feedback and make those setups a lot better. So um, I feel like we've made a few gains throughout practice, but, uh, you know, we were, we were able to unload pretty close. And then uh, obviously in the race, uh, it was pretty awesome to see what Austin's able to do around uh, a place like this. And Austin, here are the, here are the names. Rick Mast, Steve Grissom, Chad Little, Jamie McMurray, William Byron, and now Austin Sindrick winning their first two races back-to-back. Uh, very rare feat in NASCAR Xfinity Series history. How does it feel to be part of that group? I want to know how short the list is for three. <laughs> next w- next week isn't going to be easy, but uh, I've grown a lot uh, at tracks like Bristol, and uh, uh, I've, I've, I'm already thinking about what uh, what I need to work on, where where the groove is going to be, where where our race car needs to be based based off the spring race. So I'm I'm pretty motivated to get one of these things done on an oval. Uh, I, I think it'd give our, our team a lot of confidence because you know. We race mostly on ovals, so when we come to racetracks like this, obviously, you know, we can have a lot of confidence in our cars and, and confidence in me, and, you know, I, I think we're building that to those other racetracks, and uh, I'm just I'm just over the moon to win at a place like this. You know, get my first two wins uh, within a week is, is incredible. Um, so I'm just, I'm just over the moon, thankful for Brian and everyone on the team um, for sticking behind me. You know, I, I've, I've had to lo- learn and grow a lot in this series. Um, I mean, before that, I had one year of stock car racing experience, and that was at the truck level. And, and even there, it took me a little bit to understand it all. And from, from really racing around places like this and GT cars to, to drive in NASCAR trucks and then, then to be here. So I've grown a lot, and uh, I'm glad the hard work's starting to pay off a little bit. Excellent. If you have a question for either of uh, these gentlemen, please raise your hand. We'll get you a mic. Start here and go to you. Also, what you talked about confidence. What is it like knowing you have the fastest car this weekend, and all you need to do is just, you know, negotiate through all the troubles out there? Yeah, when you, when the ball is in your court, uh, I mean, 
you're on offense in, in my mind. Every, everything else, anything else really is you're, you're on defense and you're not able to control the situation fully. And, you know, for, for Brian and Team Penske and, and, and all my guys on the team to work as hard as I do, coming off a win, you know, to be able to go to the shop, put together what we need to do to come out here and win again. Uh, the guys on pit road executed flawlessly all day. Uh, we, we even milked an issue the, in the entire day as far as uh, on the electrical side, and that, that kept me from running any of my fans, any of my brake fans, any of my helmet fans. And, you know, I work hard to make sure that I'm physically capable of doing that, and the guys at, at the shop make sure our cars are, are, are physically capable of doing that. And, you know, to, to be able to milk those issues and still have the day that we had today is, is pretty awesome. Steve Connolly, PRN, Austin. Um, your first three wins in NASCAR have all come on road courses. You talked about the ovals. What is it going to take to get that oval win? Is it going to require you to maybe step up your aggression level a little bit more, or can you still race your own race and get that victory? I do think if you ask most of my competitors, my aggression level is not what needs to come up. <laughs> um, I, I think I think we've got that honed in to a, to a happy range. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's a matter of time, to be honest. I, I think we've shown some really good runs this year uh, on some of the tracks, and I, I think we've been making some really good gains heading into the playoffs, you know, on the bigger tracks, on the mile-and-a-half tracks. I think short tracks have kind of been our, our bread and butter so far this year, coming really close to a win at Richmond earlier this year. So uh, I, I don't think it's a matter of can I do it. It's, it's a matter of, you know, putting those races together. And, and I feel like the guys that I'm racing against are going to be on the top of their game at those racetracks. Like a guy like Christopher Bell is going to absolutely kill us at Bristol if we're not on our game because he's really, really good at racetracks like that. So I have to be on top of my game, and, and so does everybody else. So um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, letting my guard down at all just because just we won two races. The job's still the same. My, my strengths and weaknesses are still the same on those types of tracks, but uh, my confidence is definitely up there. Getting to win races and put, race, put races together is really important. Yes, no doubt. You don't you don't have to win a race on an oval to win a championship. All you got to do is make it to Homestead and finish in front of the f uh, three other guys. So uh, I, I think I think we have a really good stretch of races in the playoffs for us, and I think that that can help us. That can be our strengths. But like I said, you have to be on your game. Um, but but I think we'll be more than capable of winning races on ovals for the rest of the year. More questions for our winning team? Go back up here. Just the significance of winning on this course with your family history and everything. Did, did you allow yourself to think about that at all in the Truman family and everything that's going on here? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't, I don't not think of it whenever I show up here. You know, I, it, it's cool because there's there's probably a kid out there watching in the corners wanting to be a race car driver one day, and that was me. You know, 10, 12 years ago, watching in corners, running around, laying in the grass, doing doing whatever you want, getting a hot dog, like. That's that's what makes places like this special, um, and, and that's what makes it special for me. Um, as far as the family aspect, you know, it was our family vacation coming here, but obviously the significance of the Truman family and my mom's side of the family, you know, it, it would be incredible if my if my grandpa were, were alive today and were able to see that win. I know I was texting back and forth with my uncle today, who who also used to race, um, you know, in, in open wheel Indy Lights Atlantics, and you know he's he's been over the moon over, over the last two weeks, and you know he this this place and this win I'm sure are really important to him and my grandma and 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 that whole side of my family. So. Um, it's 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 very special. Um, this isn't the first time I've I felt I, I've wanted a little redemption at Mid Ohio, especially coming off last year. I mean, th I think I've gotten 
four or five poles here over my career, and I've never won a race here in anything I've driven. So uh, it feels awesome to be able to do that. Uh, this has been this has been a great racetrack for me, and I'm I'm so so excited to be able to put it all together. And that was Austin Cindric in the media center there at Mid Ohio Sports Car Course after he won the race there this past weekend. We had Spencer Board coming on. I want to go ahead and uh, we're going to jump out here. I want to go ahead and read off the uh, the uh, schedule there at Bristol Motor Speedway. This is per MRN, Motor Racing Network, Thursday, August 15th. Gander Outdoors Truck Series first practice is at 9.05 a.m. to 9.55 a.m. No TV, no radio. Xfinity Series first practice is at 10.05 a.m. to 10.55 a.m. NBC Sports app has your coverage. Gander Outdoors Truck Series final practice at 11.05 a.m. to 11.55 a.m. No TV, no radio. Then you got your K&N Pro Series East. They're there at Bristol Motor Speedway. The final practice is at 12.05 p.m. to 1.25 p.m. Then the Xfinity Series final practice, 1.35 p.m. to 2.25 p.m. NBC Sports app has your coverage. No TV, no radio. K&N Pro Series is qualifying. Is at 3.30 p.m. that day? Gander Outdoors Truck Series qualifying, 4.35 p.m. Eastern Time. FS1 has it at 7 p.m. It's tape delayed. K&N Pro Series East, Bush Beans 150. Is at 6.15 p.m. And then radio pre-race, 8 p.m. MRN has your radio. TV pre-race, 8 p.m., Fox Sports 1 has your TV, and then the Gander Outdoors Truck Series, Uno 200. It's at 8.30 p.m. there. Aaron has your radio, and Fox Sports 1 has your TV. And then Friday, Monster Energy. Oh, there's a lot going on at Bristol. Y'all just bear with me. Friday, August 16th, Monster Energy Cup Series, final practice, 11.05 a.m. to 11.55 a.m. NBCSN has your TV. The Monster Energy Cup Series final practice, 105 to 155 p.m. NBCSN has your TV. Xfinity Series qualifying, 4:05 p.m. NBCSN has TV there. Monster Energy Cup Series qualifying Friday from the last great Coliseum is at 5:35 p.m. PRN has your radio. NBCSN has your TV. Then radio pre-race is 7 p.m. on PRN. TV pre-race is 7 p.m. on NBCSN. Then Xfinity Series, Food City 300 there from Bristol Motor Speedway is at 7.30 p.m. PRN has your radio. NBCSN has your TV. And now we go to Saturday, August 17th. Radio pre-race, 6.30 p.m. PRN has your radio. TV pre-race, 6 p.m. NBCSN has your TV. And then the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Bass Pro Shops NRA Night Race. One of the best races I've ever been to in a long time. I've been seven times. NRA Night Race there, 7.30 p.m. PRN has your radio. NBCSN has your TV. And the MRN at the track station is WMEVFM 93.9. So with that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. And I want to thank uh, Spencer Boyd for taking time to come on. And we're gonna we're gonna end with a song. We're gonna jump out of here and we're gonna say good night from Talladega, Alabama again. Thank you, Spencer Board and everybody there at uh Young Motorsports. We're gonna say good night until next Tuesday. We'll talk to you next Tuesday evening. I'm Tina Spain from Talladega, Alabama.
This is NASCAR driver Brad Keselowski, and you're listening to the Pit Stop Radio. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 